Good morning. It's time for another edition of Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner on AM 1150 KKNW Alternative Talk. I am your host, Andy Marone, PHC, chiropractic physician and specialist in enzyme nutrition. And as always, I've got my producer here with me, Benny Mathers. Thanks a lot. This show would not be possible without you. Today, we've got another very, very special guest by the name of Dr. De Palma. Dr. Louis De Palma is a chiropractor with a graduate background in biological sciences. He successfully used enzymes in his practice since 1986. As a product support specialist for enzyme formulations, he now works exclusively with healthcare, healthcare practitioners, consulting and lecturing about integration and use of enzyme into their practices. A few quick reminders before we get started. Don't forget to check out the website, redmondridgenutrition.com. There we have a blog where I post articles on health and wellness almost daily. You can also catch up on past episodes of Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner, in addition to subscribing to the Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner podcast on Google Play or iTunes. You can also contact me on redmondridge.com nutrition.com and ask me any questions you'd like, including topics that you'd like to see addressed on the radio show. In fact, if you contact me this way, I will even send you, email you a free ebook on health in America. The website again is redmondridgenutrition.com. If you'd like to call the office, you can call Redmond Ridge Nutrition and Chiropractic at 425-868-0120. That phone number again is 425-868-0120. In my practice, we use a combination of enzyme nutrition, rehabilitative exercises, massage therapists, and traditional or low-force chiropractic care to help our patients add life to years and years to life. And as always, these statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Good morning, Dr. De Palma. Thank you so much for being on the show this morning. Good morning, Dr. Barone. It's a pleasure for me to be on this show. So you are, like myself, a chiropractic physician, correct? That is correct. And, I've uh, been in practice since 1981 is when I graduated from chiropractic school. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I remember uh, Dr. Loomis said he was uh, he had graduated in 67, and I always am appreciative of my predecessors because uh, if it weren't for them, I, I really wouldn't have the career that I have because chiropractic has uh, had to overcome a, quite a bit of opposition in order to survive, and survive it has. Absolutely. So, uh, when did you discover uh, enzymes and enzyme nutrition? Well, um, I discovered enzymes through Dr. Loomis back in 1986. Now, prior to that, I had been practicing um, in, in pretty much dabbling in nutrition. I think back then, you know, you give a, a patient a particular nutrient and one responds really well, and you give it to another person who has seemingly the same symptoms but doesn't respond. So it was like flipping a coin for me. And, and I remember uh, I had a practitioner that worked out of my office in Santa Barbara, and she was telling me about this doctor who, um, you know, taught about enzymes. And so, you know, I thought, well, this sounds pretty interesting. So I went and listened to Dr. Loomis's lecture, and when I spoke with him on the break, he said, you know, Dr. De Palma, I said, you, you know, you could be taking the best nutritional supplements in the world, but if they're not being broken down and delivered to where they need to go, what the heck good are they? You know, and a light went off in my head. It says, like, God, this guy makes sense. You know, I have a background in biochemistry. My, uh, my um, focus in, in grad school was biochemistry, and so... When he talked, he was talking about the chemistry of the body and how to look at it and where the body needs nutrition. And so 
at last I'm like, wow, science and nutrition meet. So that's kind of how I got started with mm. enzymes. I you know, have a very similar story. I, I tried other systems of nutrition. Uh, the results were somewhat random. Uh, I had to mega dose in most cases to get results. And, uh, you know, I met uh, Dr. Inselman, who's actually going to be on the program in a few weeks. Uh, and he kept talking about enzyme nutrition almost to a point where I, I kind of uh, uh, discounted it because it almost sounded too good to be true. Um, and then I went through some continuing education. And I'm like, here's some science I can actually uh, get behind. Now, I want to back up for a second. You know, a chiropractor doing nutrition in 1986, I mean, that's kind of unheard of. Um, did you get any opposition or flack either from within the profession or even from outside the profession at all? You know, I, I never did. I never did because, you know, I, my focus was always about the science behind it. And if I could objectively explain that science, it made sense not only to the patient, but, some, you know, many times working with medical doctors that we worked in, in, in conjunction with, with uh, a lot of our patients. You know, once they understood the logic and what they were trained in in the science of how the body works, then there was really no dispute. It, it was just based on science and a discussion in in the, in that realm. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, it's funny you mentioned about uh, you know enzymes. You know, I was actually recently in the hospital, and one of the nurses just socializing with me uh, discovered that I, as a doctor of chiropractic, that I do nutrition and specifically enzyme nutrition. And uh, she was like, I don't understand how enzymes can help with things that aren't digestive related. And I reminded her, you know, every chemical reaction that you discovered in biochemistry, you have the starting products and then you have an arrow and then you have the finished products. But above that arrow, you see this little writing and those little writing are enzymes. And without those little enzymes on top, those chemical reactions really can't take place. Um, right. You know. Absolutely. And that is correct. And, and, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, enzymes are the only thing that work in the body. And you have digestive enzymes and then you have metabolic enzymes. And that's what you're referring to. They run every single process in the body. You know, even thinking is run by enzymes. So it's, it's fascinating to, to know that, you know, there is something that the body can use that can write itself because it has an inherent, you know, a mechanism to, to maintain what we call homeostasis or normal function. Right. Versus what I call adaptive physiology, which is unfortunately the way most people in our country are living in between job stress, what I call SAD, which is the standard American diet, and, you know, all the me repetitive mechanical stress, sitting behind a computer all day, tapping on our phones all day, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. And, and another key factor in, in nutrition or in the science of food is that it all begins with macronutrients like carbohydrates, proteins, and fats or lipids. You know, and there is a, pri a nutrient priority sequence, which really means that macronutrients must be digested and absorbed before vitamins and minerals can be utilized. You know, vitamins and minerals are essential nutrients, but they're coenzymes. Mm 
And you need the macronutrients. You need them for energy. You need them for repair. You need them for essential compounds to run or maintain the normal function of the body. Right. I'd like to hit on uh, two points that you th- said there. First of all, you know, the body has a survival priority, and if it doesn't have the raw materials that it needs for survival, then it's in real trouble. So it's going to give priority to those raw materials. And on a second point that you said, you know, vitamins are coenzymes, and a lot of people don't realize that a coenzyme helps an enzyme. So the vitamins as coenzymes, as helpers to the enzymes, can only really be valuable if the right enzymes are actually in place to work on the vital macronutrients or the vital nutrition, if you will, that the body is, uh, has uh, absor- uh, digested. That's correct. That's correct. And also you'll, you'll, you'll notice in, in the science of nutrition is that certain macronutrients go with certain vitamins, like, like um, uh, water-soluble vitamins like Bs and Cs are needed for the complete processing of carbohydrates and proteins. And then you have fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K right. or for the metabolism of fats. And then you also have certain minerals that will, will, will go with certain macronutrients, like alkaline minerals are needed uh, for the metabolism of uh, carbohydrates, like sodium, potassium, and magnesium. And then you have acid minerals that go with the metabolism of proteins and fats, like sulfur, phosphorus, and, and chloride. So, but you never really see a vitamin or, or mineral deficiency in your practice. You don't see cases of scurvy or rickets or pellagra mm-hmm. or, or beriberi, which are all vitamin, uh, or, um, vitamin deficiencies. You may see them in third world countries, of course, but, you know, but we do see a deficiency of essential compounds, which are in, uh, initially built from proteins and fats. Can you give a, an example of an essential compound? Sure, sure. Like you, uh, compounds that are that are made from protein would be like hemoglobin or thyroxine or epinephrine or insulin or antibodies. It's just to name a few, and, and those are you know, I mean, and those are the kinds of cases you're going to see in your in your practice. And then ones that are related to fat could be, you know, just basic fatty acids, prostaglandins that are especially needed with pregnancy, and phospholipids that are needed for nerve sheets and cell membrane health. Mm-hmm. So those. Those are the you know the the major components that you need. And if you don't have macronutrients, and if they're not digested and assimilated and transported to where they need to go, or or to build the components that the body needs, then normal function is going to start to break down. I'm going to kind of summarize what you said. With good news is we have a really intelligent audience up here in the Northwest. But just in case some people have not been following my show for a while, basically whether you're talking about proteins, fats, or carbohydrates, those are the basic building blocks for everything in our body, whether it's our nerves, uh, some of the chemicals in our body like insulin, or even our hormones, uh, our red blood cells and the things inside our red blood cells, et cetera, et cetera. But to assemble those things into, to take those proteins, fats, and carbohydrates and assemble them into the material that we actually need requires. So if basically enzymes work with fat, uh, protein, carbohydrates, and even plant material, we haven't really talked about that one a whole lot yet. Why do, so we would only really need four enzymes, right? 
Well, general, general categories of yeah. Right. Okay. So then I I'm 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 going somewhere with this. Why doesn't enzyme formulations only have four products? Well, be, because uh, basically we have formulas that are going to help digest different diets because no, no one's exactly the same. So we have uh, digestive formulas, let's say, that, that will digest all of your food groups. But if you have someone that has a preference to eating more carbohydrates, we have formulas that are, that are um, heavily weighed towards the enzymes that are going to digest more carbohydrates. They'll still digest the proteins and the fats. And then we, you know, we have other formulas that people that have issues with the compromised uh, mucus lining of the of the stomach. So then we will we add herbs in there to help to support the normal function of the lining of the stomach, along with the enzymes that pre-digest that meal. So we take into consideration not only the nutrient priority sequence that's built into our formulas, but also the metabolic priority sequence was basically you're feeding the organ systems that are maintaining normal function and, and normal balance within the body. So we have formulas that uh, use whole foods and enzymes to make sure they're digested and delivered to support the stomach, the liver, the kidney, the spleen. You know, it's all about supporting healthy function, and, and that's, how we, that's how we formulate our products to support healthy function, factors of vitamins and so minerals. First question off of that entire comment, which was a fantastic comment, by the way. Uh, why wouldn't probiotics, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of people out there and I do a lot of speaking engagements and presentations and workshops. And, you know, I hear it over and over again when I'm talking about enzymes. The, the typical response I get is, oh, yeah, enzymes, I take a probiotic. Now, <laughs> first of all, what is the difference between enzymes and probiotics? And second of all, can those probiotics thrive if you don't have a healthy mucus lining? And where do the role of enzymes fit in with that? Well, you know, I mean, you still have to support the, the body's cell function by providing the macronutrients. And you can only break those down with enzymes. It's like a lock and key mechanism. You know, probiotics cannot perform that function. Uh, you know, so when, when you need to, remember what I said when I met Dr. Loomis initially, you know, if you don't break down those macronutrients and delivering them to the cell in the form that the cell needs them, you're not gonna get what the body needs. And, and, and uh, Probiotics are not going to perform that function. Right. And basically, probiotics don't digest your food, right? Exactly. Now, that being said, probiotics are very important in our overall health in many aspects. So, you know, a lot of people are taking probiotics, but why would somebody have to constantly take probiotics? Well, if, if the normal flora in your intestinal tract are not being fed by healthy food that you're not digesting and delivering, then you can have an overgrowth. Let's say you have a tendency to eat a lot of carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates, sugars. They will feed the, the yeast in your, in your intestinal tract. Now, yeast normally exists in there, but if you overfeed it, it's going to overgrow. 
and it's going to take over, and people get candida and that sort of things. As a result, that overeating a certain particular diet that's not being digested, and the reason why it's not being is because they're overeating it, and they don't have the enzymes to digest it. So it becomes a problem, and then it goes into the intestinal tract, and, and um, the probiotics have their way with it. And then they grow out of control, and we have this condition, this new condition, although I've said it's an old condition, called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But these people who are taking probiotics all the time, it, I guess my question for you is, probiotics, if you have a healthy digestive lining, shouldn't those probiotics be able to thrive on their own? They should be able to, as long as they're, as long as they're, as long as the good ones are fed. Right. So, if somebody has a compromised mucus lining in their digestive tract, what is going to help them rebuild that? Well, you, again, you need macronutrients and you need vitamins and, and minerals, which are micronutrients, to help repair the tissue. So you still need those carbohydrates, those fats, and those proteins, especially fats and proteins. And I guess my question is, what is going to assemble all of that into your healthy digestive lining? Well, then we're back to enzymes. Right. You know, enzymes the only thing that functions that are going to do that in the body. So if somebody has a compromised digestive lining to the point where they're constantly having to take probiotics, would it be a smarter solution to get the right macronutrients from their food and then use the right enzymes to help their body use those nutrients properly to build a healthy mucus layer in the digestion? Now, there's another point that you brought up that the enzyme formulation products don't just contain enzymes. Some of them do contain things like fatty acids or uh, things like that. Uh, wouldn't those have to be in super high doses? No, not necessarily. You know, that's a, a misconception because we think that more is better. But if you break down what you need and you deliver it to where it needs to go, you don't need as much as you think you need. You know, we, have, we use herbs in our formulas also because, because, you know, nature knew what it was doing when it put all the synergistic components together. And so, you know, in the herb, you'll have certain vitamins and certain minerals that are built right in with the macronutrients. And, of course, we use enzymes to break everything down to make sure we're going to deliver them past an incompetent digestive system. So if I'm to make sure I understand what you're saying is if your enzymes are, if you have the right enzymes in place to properly digest and absorb and utilize those herbs and those fatty acids or whatever properly, then you don't need to take a gazillion million milligrams of them because you are ensuring that what you're taking or you're helping your body properly digest, absorb, and utilize the nutrients in those herbs. Is that, is that correct? Now, I want to back up for a second because you mentioned uh, something about a lot of yeast infections and, and how, that having to do with uh, a compromised digestive tract and a digestive lining and things like that. So I'm just kind of, uh, you know, when I do this show, a lot of times uh, questions that I know my listeners must be 
thinking about when we talk about some of these things uh, are going through their heads. And I know this is one that's going through their heads. How in the world could a compromised digestive tract lead to a constant yeast uh, infections, either in the private area or in the lungs or anywhere else in the body? I mean, how in the world is that possible? Well, it's possible because, you know, the colonization of, the, of yeast exists in that intestinal tract. And, you know, if you feed, overfeed it, it will grow and take over. So it's a matter of knowing what is the proper diet for that person and not feed into their, you know, genetic weakness. You want to feed into their genetic strength. So there's tendencies for the body to go a certain direction based on the, on the, on the DNA and, and the inheritance of that particular body. But the functioning of the body is, is there to function really in a normal fashion, always. Right. The body wants to work the way it's supposed to work, and it can only work the way it's supposed to work if we give it the right environment. And that environment includes the right emotional state, the right physical activity, and not sad, not the standard American diet, but the right nutrition, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. It even affects the way we feel emotionally and, and our ability to focus you know, to maintain that brain focus to do what we love. Because ideally, you know, we, we pay attention to our body when it's out of balance and it's creating a symptom. Well, that symptom is keeping us from doing what we love. And, you know, people come to see us as doctors because they want to, you know, be able to lift their grandchildren again, and now they have back pain. So, you know, as a doctor, you have to look at what is the cause. What is the cause that's overwhelming the body, and the body's not able to maintain its normal function, which is designed to function inherently in balance. And I think that's something that we doctors can often lose sight of. I think we, you know, whenever I do a consultation in my office, and my avid listeners know that I require actually a consultation before I'm willing to accept a patient as an enzyme nutrition candidate. And by the way, if you are interested in scheduling a consultation in my office, either visit the website at redmondridgenutrition.com, go to the Contact Us page and just fill out the online form, or you can reach us at 425-868-0120. That phone number again is 425-868-0120. I will personally sit down with you in a private one-on-one setting and talk about your suffering and how it's affecting your life. We'll even do some preliminary testing to see if you're a good candidate for care. And if you are, we'll outline all costs up front with no surprises. And if you're not, we will do everything in our power to find you the right referral. Uh, but one of the things I really focus in on during that consultation is how is your problem affecting your overall enjoyment of life? And then sometimes they look at me weird, like, come on, you're a doctor. I want to know about how for, you know, function A affects function B and this anatomy and that anatomy and what's gone haywire. And we can talk about that And it's not that that's not important, but we can talk about that until we're blue in the face. But the bottom line is really 
How is your problem affecting your life? What is it that you would love to be doing more of if it weren't for your condition? Then we can, once we figure out why this is important to you, then we can start talking about, hopefully in easy terms, kind of the technical mumbo jumbo uh, of, you know, the, your problem is that this isn't doing this and that's not doing that, which is causing a cascade effect and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but really the, the most important thing is, why is this important to you? Because if it's not important to you, why even bother with it? So I have another really important question about enzymes. Now, doesn't our body make all these enzymes or, or can't we get them in our food? I mean, why do we need to supplement with enzymes? Well, ideally, we should be eating, you know, I mean, raw organic foods. But, you know, uh, to, get, to get that or to have the discipline to do that is rare. I mean, over all the years that I've practiced, I, I probably have had three people that, that have gone completely to a raw diet that was grown in soils that had the right amounts of uh, minerals. But not everybody's going to do that. So when you don't, when you eat cooked or processed foods, which is the standard American diet, you're going to be deficient in enzymes and you need to supplement if you really want to maximize what the body needs to maintain healthy function. Right. What about the enzymes that our body makes naturally? Why would we need to supplement with those? Well, look, let's look at it this way. If you're not digesting your food properly, and let's say you have a food that starts to rot in your gut and creates some kind of irritation on the lining of your intestinal tract, and now maybe bigger molecules are getting across into the blood, those bigger molecules then will, will be... Um, affected by the enzymes that your immune system uses. So if you're using your enzymes from your immune system, like your white blood cells, to break down these macronutrients that have gotten across because of, let's say, leaky gut, mm -hmm. then, then you're going to deplete your metabolic enzymes that, you know, that should be using to be, fight bacterias and viruses and that sort of thing. And now you're depleting that energy of your body because they're being used for other functions. And you're talking about an, a, a compromised immune system, essentially. So if somebody's getting sick a lot, uh, again, we don't diagnose and treat disease. FDA, if you're listening, I'm being FDA compliant. Uh, but we don't diagnose or treat disease. But if somebody happens to be getting sick over and over and over again, clearly their immune system is under stress. So while we're not while we're not trying to diagnose or treat that disease, we just want to provide the body with the enzymes it needs to help the immune system function the way it's supposed to. Now, uh, so I can think of another scenario, and I want to know what your thoughts are on this. So one, one, one scenario is that because the immune system is attacking these huge nutrients that really aren't supposed to be there because they should have been broken down into their smaller pieces uh, by en digestive enzymes, the, I could also see, because they're not supposed to be there, the immune system kind of being overzealous or, or even overactive. Uh, and so instead of a uh, you know, constantly compromised immune system, could, could it lead to an overactive immune system as well? Oh, absolutely it can, because the body has a desire to live, you know, and if, and if it's overly stressed, it's going to do whatever it can to try and right itself, and it can be overwhelmed, and it can have a 
particular part of an organ system that is going to be hyperactive, let's say, in its function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of now anything that encounters the body thinks it shouldn't be there is going to attack, and that can lead to things like allergies and, and things like that, right? That is correct. That is absolutely correct. We are going to take a quick break. You're listening to Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner on Alternative Talk, AM 1150 with product support specialist, Dr. De Palma from Enzyme Formulations. We will be right back. Welcome back to Dr. Annie's Wellness Corner on AM 1150 KKNW Alternative Talk. I am your host, Dr. Annie Marone, PHC, chiropractic physician and enzyme nutrition specialist. I'm here with product specialist from Enzyme Formulations, Dr. De Palma. We were just talking about how when you start to eat a lot of things and they get through the gut and they're not supposed to be there, they cause a heightened immune system, which can lead to autoimmune conditions. Now, this reminds me of when I was younger, and I always like the uh, analogy, when I was much younger, uh, between summers, between college semesters, I worked for the Air National Guard. And they sent me down to a naval base because the naval base was using some computer systems they wanted me to evaluate. And the really cool thing was when I was down there, I got to watch the uh, naval flight line. I got a tour of the flight line. I got to watch all the fighter jets taken off, which was really cool. But when you are walking the flight line, to your right is the building. So you have to pretty much hug the building. And then about four feet to the left of the building, there's a yellow line. And then about a foot and a half, maybe two feet beyond that, there's a red line. And I can't remember if it was about every 25 or 50 yards, there was an armed guard with an M16 rifle. Uh, And if you cross that red line, you were going to be face down in the pavement with a rifle sticking in your back. You know, it's and so you could think of some guards that might be a little lax in that. You could think of some guards that might be right accurate with that. And you could think of some guards that might be 
overzealous with that, right? And to me, that's that's like the immune system, right? It's, it's that guard on the flight line. If and and when I'm I'm looking at these guards and I'm thinking, I am not putting my little toe over that yellow line. The yellow line's probably safe, but I am not putting my little toe. I was probably hugging that building, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and, and and essentially, that's what happens to your immune system when you have these undigested uh, large nutrients uh, leaking into uh, uh, the digestive, into the bloodstream, really, from the digestive tract. And now you've got these overzealous immune cells. And eventually, of course, your immune system can't stay on high alert forever. So eventually it just gets tired. And like anything, it, it wears out, right? Absolutely does. Now, would helping... Would using enzymes to support a healthy mucus layer in the digestive system, would that be one way to uh, prevent those large particles, those macronutrients, that leaky gut, as we talked about, from happening? Oh, absolutely. Because if you're, you know, if you're eating the proper diet and you're breaking that down with the enzymes that are needed to break it down and you're delivering it in the, in the size that it needs to go, it's going to honor the normal physiology of the body and it's not going to challenge that immune system in, you know, in an extreme way. That's the way you were talking about with your analogy. So, you know, absolutely, you know, it starts with our choice. What are we going to eat? Is mm-hmm. it the best thing that's going to feed our body? Are we going to digest it? Are we going to absorb it? Are we going to transport it and utilize it and, and, and get rid of the waste products? And, you know, that's basically the definition of nutrition, you know, that was defined by the Council on Nutrition by the, uh, the AMA. Uh, so uh, that's, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, that, that's basically the functioning of the body and honoring the functioning of the body through nutrition is honoring those principles of ingestion, digestion, absorption, transport, utilization, and, and elimination of uh, toxicities. Which, uh, by the way, are three of the five cardinal signs of life, right? <laughs> There's five cardinal signs of life, and you just hit on three of the five, uh, uh, you know. So uh, now let's talk about digesting plant-based material for a second. You know, there's a lot of uh, belief out there that we can't digest plant material because we don't make the enzymes that digest plant material. But hasn't nature provided us with a way to do that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, enzymes can be grown on aspergillus, and, and there is a cellulase enzyme that breaks down cellulose, which is the cell wall of plants. Right. So it's the cell wall of plants that we can't break down. It's that cellulose. And in order to digest them, we need the enzyme called cellulase. Uh, and our body just doesn't make that naturally, but that doesn't mean that nature doesn't provide that for us, correct? Right. I mean, if you're eating raw foods, you have to chew them really well. People that eat a lot of raw vegetables and they complain of getting gas and bloating because they, a lot of times it's because they don't chew their food properly. Now, I, I wrote a children's book called You Take Too Big a Bite. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a fun little children's book. And it, and it talks about the basics of really what we're talking about here today to help people understand, you know, so it's like it starts with making the right choices 
chewing your food properly so you can break it down. That's why we chew, is to create the surface area for the enzymes to do their job. And if the enzymes are present, they're going to do their job. Absolutely. And I want to thank you because when I first met you at the very first enzyme uh, class that I attended, you actually gave me uh, three complimentary copies of that book, which are actually sitting in the lobby of my office because I want people to pick that up and read it. So I I thank you very much for that. Oh, you're welcome. And it is on Amazon for those people that would like to read it. it It is there. I just wanted, I was just going to, uh, you, you predicted my next question. If somebody wanted to purchase copies of that book, uh, again, it's called You Take Too Big a Bite and They Can Find It on Amazon, correct? Correct. That is correct. That's perfect. So that's interesting. You, you, you touched on two other very important uh, subjects that I know my avid listeners have had me heard me uh, harp on again and again and again throughout my career in this show. Uh, the first one is you talked about the diet that people choose to eat. And unfortunately, too many uh, Americans use SAD, the standard American diet. And I love the acronym because it truly is SAD. And I like to call that, some people call that the disease of the mind. I call it the disease of the hand because you can think about eating that junk food all day long until you actually put it in your hand and put it in your mouth. That's when it really becomes a problem. Uh, But the other thing I wanted to uh, harp on too, and you guys can check this out on my blog at redmondridgenutrition.com. I wrote an article uh, showing that the research shows that – there's a higher propensity or a higher chance of obesity if you don't chew your food properly. And just a reminder for those of you who want to learn more about enzyme nutrition, you can always call my office to set up a consultation or contact me via the website. That is redmondridgenutrition.com, redmondridgenutrition.com, or 425-868-0120. That's 425-868-0120. So a lot or uh, much earlier in the show, we had talked about uh, fatty acids. And I know omega-3s are, and even omega-6s are really, really popular in this day and age. Uh, how do enzymes play a role? First of all, Uh, What is the importance of the right type of fatty acid, and then how do enzymes play a role in helping your body use those fatty acids properly versus improperly? Well, first of all, you have to choose the right kind of fat, like omega-3s. When when the body utilizes them, when you break down the linoleic and linolenic, and and it it can go into two different pathways, one which is going to be a supportive pathway to, to minimize any kind of inflammatory process, and then you have ones that actually will go into an inflammatory process. You're talking about the uh, DLGA cycle versus the inflammatory cycle, correct? Right. Okay. So if people are taking omega-3s, is there any precautions dietarily or timing-wise that they need to uh, kind of be conscious of? What causes uh, a fatty acid to go down the good cycle, which is the DLGA cycle, and I'll say that again for because I know my listeners are going to want to Google this, the DLGA cycle versus becoming, I believe it's arachidonic acid, which is the inflammatory cycle. Well, you know, first of all, you, got, you need enzymes in order for that process to occur. 
Right. So, you know, so if you have the proper enzymes at, at the proper time, you know, and the proper macronutrient that you're trying to deliver for its use, then it's going to do the right job that it knows how to do. And it inherent built into the body is that, that mechanism of homeostasis. So, you know, depending on what the body needs, when it needs it, it's going to direct those nutrients that are digested and absorbed to the right channel to function in the way that they need to function. So basically, whether these uh, omegas, whether they're omegas, threes or sixes or anything else for that matter, whether they do us harm or good really depends on whether or not the right enzymes are in place, correct? And if people are taking these omegas, again, whatever, threes, six, nines, whatever, and they don't have the right enzymes in place, they could be causing or contributing to the very problem that they're trying to solve. Is that, is that correct as well? Absolutely. So, now, now, what happens to these cycles if the person eat, has eaten a lot, a lot of sugar? Yeah, if, if a person is eating a lot of carbohydrates, there's going to be a lot of insulin release. And if there's a lot of insulin, you know, it, it, the body's going to have a tendency to go down a, a, a pathway that's going to lead to an inflammatory condition as a result to uh, leading towards a pathway that's of normal function. And as we've talked about many, many times on the show, you know, inflammation is one of the sources of many of the uh, chronic diseases that, that absolutely uh, plague our, our great nation. Yeah, uh, Dr. Maroon, as, as you well know with your, with your background, the inflammation is not the cause of the disease. It's, it, it's the process in which a disease process manifests itself. You know, as, as doctors of uh, a more natural approach, you know, we only focus on supporting healthy function because if we can give the body what it needs, then, then it's, it's going to have what it needs to, to perform its healthy function. You know, you know, there are times when, when people need medications. I mean, there are people that need medications their whole life, like Absolutely. You know, type 1 diabetics, mm-hmm. you know, and so medications are necessary when they're necessary, but the reason why they're needed is because the body has deviated so far away from normal balance that the only way for that body to survive or to try and right itself is to prescribe a medication. I I worked with a lot of medical doctors over the years while I was in practice, and we coordinated our efforts to look at, okay, what does this body need? You know, the body needs nutrition, and I understand that, you know, I would work with the doctor, and he would explain what medications the person was on, and and they, he referred them to me to say, okay, what could we do to support the nutrition? Because... Everybody needs good nutrition. Everybody, everybody needs energy to function, and it needs the macronutrients and the micronutrients. So in order for, for a person to be well, you have to look at where this particular body that's in front of you is at in their journey to regaining homeostasis. Now, everyone's at a different level, and some people are so far away from it that they absolutely need medication if they want to stay on the planet. 
Absolutely. So, so you know, we, we are supporters of medications when they're needed. But if a person takes charge of their life and they do it early enough and they make the right food choices and they digest that food and they absorb those nutrients and deliver it to the cell where the cell is trying to live and do its job and maintaining balance, then everything's going to work properly. But, you know, unfortunately, we live in a, you know, a toxic environment, and we're bombarded with toxins every day from the news that we watch and the foods mm-hmm. that we eat, you know. All of it plays a part in creating a stress on the body. And whenever there's a stress, there's more need for nutrition to sustain the energy and provide the macronutrients and the micronutrients to function properly. Very well said. Uh, So I want to be clear about something. Again, we do not treat inflammation. Inflammation is a sign that our body's out of homeostasis. What we do is we provide the enzyme supplements and the right dietary changes to help the body work the way it's supposed to so that it's not in adaptive physiology. And therefore, if it's not in adaptive adaptive physiology, the likelihood of inflammation is greatly reduced, but we don't treat the inflammation itself. Now, you mentioned working alongside uh, medical doctors. Uh, you know, obviously, we're not going to do anything. Whatever the medical doctor prescribes, we're not going to interfere with that at all. We, we're not going to change any prescriptions. We're not going to change any advice that the medical doctor has given as far as medications. Let's face it, they're the experts at that, not us. And there would be legal ramifications to that as well. But is it possible that enzymes might even be able to help that medication work properly as well? Well, let's look at it this way. You know, if your body is getting what it needs and it has the energy to perform its function, then if a, a particular medication is designed to, to, um, to, uh, to either block an enzyme pathway that's creating pain or block the rep- receptor site that's creating pain, then that medication is going to work more efficiently if the delivery system of the body is working more properly. You know, um, and, and so it's a, it's a matter of what is it that that particular person needs in order to regain their sense of enjoyment in their life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they need a, you know, a medicine that's going to immediately do what that person wants to, to have happen. Oh, absolutely. Now, there are also, again, I want to be clear that medication is absolutely necessary in many cases and has its place. So I want to make sure that it's clear to my listeners, uh, I've said this over and over again, that uh, we're not anti-medication. As a matter of fact, we're, we're pro-medication when it's absolutely necessary. Uh, but some medication, of course, also has uh, ramifications after the fact. Antibiotics uh, deplete your mucus layer in your, in, your, in your digestive tract. And again, not that you shouldn't take those antibiotics, because if you have a bacterial infection, I would follow your medical doctor's advice and take whatever he tells you to take. So but there are sometimes ramifications to those medications. Can enzymes help your body heal itself properly uh, after the medications have been, you know, are, are, after, for example, a course of antibiotics has been taken? Well, I usually make no reference 
to en- to enzymes and medications, because the focus really with the use of enzymes mm-hmm. is really about supporting healthy function. So yes, uh, you know, medications do have side effects. I mean, Eli Lilly said himself, "A drug is no drug at all unless it has a side effect." <laughs> so you know, but you have to look at the benefit. You know, that's what medical doctors do, and and that that work really well with their prescription of of sure. uh, uh, prescription meds is that they have to look at what's the most impact effect that I can deliver from giving this medication that's going to benefit the patient with the least amount of side effects. They know that. Right. You know, and I've worked with many medical doctors that were very open-minded to doing what they could for their patient full in a full spectrum of supporting them. And when I had a patient, when I did practice, I don't practice now uh, because I'm, you know, I work as a, as a product support specialist for the enzyme company. But when I did practice, you know, if a person came in to see me, you know, we would look at what is stress in their body, you know, what diet they should or should not eat, mm-hmm. you know, how well they're digesting that diet and delivering it, and, you know, and how, how toxic are they, mm-hmm. you know, and many of them came from referrals because I had been doing this work for quite some time, and, you know, and a lot of them had prescribed, you know, diagnosed conditions and had worked with their medical doctors mm-hmm. and, and several of them were referred over by, from the medical doctor to get some advice about the proper diet, the proper support of nutrients that they could possibly, you know, um, be on to help themselves. So, you know, we communicated through science, through the normal physiology and biochemistry of the body and, and tried to maximize, you know, what's the best protocol for this person. But as far as the, uh, the realm of medications and prescriptions and all of that, that was their realm. Right. I never, you know. Absolutely. They needed, you know, they needed their meds changed. You go talk to your medical right. doctor about yep. that. That is his expertise. But if you want to talk normal function and making the right food choices and digesting them properly and delivering the nutrients, I can help. Absolutely. And I want to be clear, um, and that's something I've said over and over again on this show, and I want to be clear that we're not at all bashing medicine. Medicine has its place, it saves lives, and we are very, very pro-medicine. I get a lot of referrals from MDs as well, and I'm very appreciative of their work. So I want to be clear about that. We've got just a couple of minutes left, and I wanted to make sure, um, obviously, if somebody were interested in uh enzymes in the Northwest, they would either visit my website, redmondridgenutrition.com, or call us at 425-868-0120. That number again is 425-868-0120. But this radio show also turns into a podcast. So there's a possibility that somebody from Texas or Pennsylvania or even Hawaii might be hearing this and might be interested in the enzyme formulations products. So where can somebody who might be interested in the products that Enzyme Formulations has to offer, uh, where, where would they call to find out where they could buy them? Well, they they can call they could call the enzyme formulations company, and we could refer them to you know people that sell our products. So they should call eight hundred six one four 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 hundred. Right, that that's the number to call. But you know, I would only encourage people that are practitioners that want to call that number because, like I said, we can only sell to practitioners. That's that's what we're that's what we're looking for is to be able to somebody to be able to call a number and get referred to a practitioner in their area. That's exactly what we're looking for. So right. 
Perfect. Well, Dr. DePalma, I really appreciate your time. It's been an amazing show, and I appreciate your insights, your knowledge, and your wisdom. Thank you, Dr. Ron. It was a pleasure as well for me. You have a great rest of your day. I will. You too. Thank you. Bye now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a special thanks to Dr. DePalma, product specialist at Enzyme Formulations. Now, next week, we have another special guest. I'm going to interview a fellow chiropractor and good friend of mine, Luke Badman. Luke Badman's been practicing for about 11, 12 years, and he is a specialist in traditional chiropractic philosophy. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at the traditional chiropractic philosophy, and we're going to compare that to the philosophy behind enzyme nutrition and see if they're similar or different. That's an episode you're not going to want to miss. After that, we're going to interview Dr. Paul Inselman, who has been doing enzyme nutrition for, I think, around 30 years. We'll get more clarification on that. So tune in for the next few episodes of Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner. Again, you can reach us on the web at redmondridgenutrition.com, redmondridgenutrition.com. You can call us at at 425-868-0120. That number again is 425-868-0120. Or you can email me personally at Dr. Andy, D-R-A-N-D-Y, at redmondridgechiropractic.com. Although the easiest way to contact me is through the website, redmondridgenutrition.com. Just click on the Contact Us button across the top, fill out the online form. In fact, I will even send you a free ebook on health in America. One last reminder, replays are always available on the website, redmondridgenutrition.com, or through Google Play or iTunes. Uh, Just look for the Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, have a super healthy week.